everyone, welcome back to the Data Bytes podcast by Women in Data. My name is Sadie St. Lawrence and I'll be your co-host today as I'm joined by Samta Kapoor from Accenture. We'll be co-hosting together this three-part series titled Data and AI at the Core of Transformation. In this series, we'll be discussing transforming orgs in the digital age, building high-performance teams, and market disruptions. Welcome, Samta. I'm looking forward to co-hosting this series with you. Thank you, Sadie. I'm very excited to co-host the series with you. Today, we have a special guest on our podcast. We have Stacy Blanchard. Um, Stacy is our Senior Managing Director out of our um, North America West Strategy and Consulting Practice. Um, Stacy comes with 19 plus years of experience helping organizations transform and also working with the C-suite in their digital, in their digital transformation journey. Prior to Accenture, Stacy was the CEO of HCG, I had to get that right, Stacey, uh, which is a consultancy uh, which specializes in assessment, alignment, and transformation of strategy, corporate culture, and leadership. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, uh, to both of you, I'm thrilled to be here uh, and on such a great topic. You know, a lot going on in the world, uh, as we know, but I think these, uh, you know, these topics are things that are pretty fundamental uh, to both where we are and I think as a, you know, as a people and a society is where we're trying to go. So thrilled to be here. Thank you, Stacy. And actually, like you were saying, there's so much going on in the world. It would be great if you can talk to us a little bit about what are the latest trends that you're seeing in organizations and especially in organizational transformations, because there's just so many disruptions, things happening that no one had ever anticipated. Yeah, and and sometimes you know it's a it's a big question right now. I think it was a big question pre-COVID. It's an even bigger question right now. You know where I would start uh, for everybody when they're thinking about where we are right now, and um, I mean you know right, a lot of things going on in the world, as you say, trust and purpose is where you know I think whether um, I think it's it is the right thing. You know, it, you know, to do like it's kind of a no-brainer. But right now, when you think about just the um, health, safety, well-being, right, globally, that we've got to be thinking about as businesses and as people's families, no matter what role we're playing in it, I think this whole dimension of trust and purpose has never been more important. Um, when I think about kind of you know where we are from a business transformation, organizational transformation standpoint really understanding you know the needs the needs on a global scale or on a, at a national scale when you follow the customer right the customer the citizen the patient it really gets down to the human and really starting there and saying regardless of what business I am in what is it that our customers our citizens our people the humans out there actually need uh, when you when you look at the the opportunities, the demands, and the challenges that we face as a globe and as a people. So I think starting there and, and individuals, you know, and businesses working their way backwards to then challenge, does my customer, my people, my human needs on the outside of my business, right, that actually are creating demand for whatever the product or the service may be, uh, and my people on the inside, am I creating a purpose-driven, you know, set of um, focus areas and places that you're going to play in the market. The builder on that to purpose, right, and following that from the customer and human needs 
it comes down to trust, which was the other word I used, is the way we think about building products, the way we think about building and delivering services, the way that we think about our brand, how we show up, uh, right, in, in tough times and in, you know, how we run our business in a responsible way. And I would say both responsible and sustainable way. The trust that, that um, I think all human beings today, uh, you know, deserve uh, and demand has to come through in the way that we're thinking about uh, org transformation, right, in our businesses. The, um, the second thing I would say is, you know, every organization, and we certainly have shown this in our, our Fjord trends uh, that came out, you know, just at the hit of the pandemic. And I think still, even though we've evolved them, they still ring true today. One that I think is huge is we're all healthcare companies. Um, there is no dimension, there's no business out there that doesn't in some way, shape or form need to think about themselves as a healthcare company. And that is not just because I love healthcare and I focus a lot of time in the industry. It is truly whether, whether we are helping to provide PPE and we're part of that supply chain to provide it, or we have employees that are now really trying to think about, you know, where's my position on the vaccine? Do I feel safe? How do I run my business? What are my new policies and standards going to be? Uh, what is the way of working of the future? Um, and how do I think not only about the true health and well-being of my people, but the mental health and well, well-being of the people that I employ, my partners in my ecosystem that I engage with. So I think this whole notion in transformation for organizations, they have to think about they're a healthcare company on, you know, in some way, shape or form. The, um, the third, I would say from a trend standpoint is just the role of the CEO in uh, the board has always been important, of course, right, to the, to the success of organizations. I think what we're seeing though out there, especially with those that have taken the advantage of the moment uh, and, and are transforming even faster than others is the CEO has taken a much uh, bigger role and a very front seat role to provide, I think, focus, connectivity inside the organization because at the speed and scale everyone has had to go to. And even when you think about the threat that capital's been under, you know, do, do you have all the cash on hand that you did before? It, depending on how you've been impacted this last year, you may have more and thrived and you may, you may be uh, in a threatened mode, but the focus and the connectivity to show up as one organization being really clear on the things that you're gonna go do in the market and the changes you're gonna make. And then the other is, are you really getting the value for all the activity in one's organization? Are these organizations getting the value out of technology investments, out of product development and releases, um, organizational changes that they make, or you know, do they have to really take a step back and focus, connect, prioritize, and make sure everything hinges on, you know, on value? Um, and then I think the last one I would say is, uh, and we talk about this very much is the value meter. So Julie's come forward, you know, Julie Sweet, our CEO has come forward with, um, you know, a very comprehensive way of looking at business success. And when you're looking at the financial aspects, that's one thing, but really the customer and the customer outcomes and experience, your financials, how you think about your sustainability agenda, um, uh, you know, the talent, future of work and talent, I and D. So, 
And, and certainly there will be tailored things to every industry that matter, you know, something that matters to med tech might be a little different than what matters to energy. Um, and so I think how, how we think about transformation right now cannot be one dimensional. Uh, I think CEOs are at different points of maturity on this, but really stepping back and thinking about transformation in that holistic way is, uh, I would say it is increasing in the clarity of why that's important. And then you're seeing it show up in the focus and the activities uh, at the top. Yeah, I love that. So trust, purpose, you know, customer, value meter, healthcare, you know, all great reminders and points that are very relevant at this time. But I'm also curious to know how technology in particular data is playing in this. And Samta, given your expertise in applied intelligence and leadership in that area, I'd love to get your perspective on how technology and data is affecting these transformations as well. Absolutely. And I think um, everything that Stacy mentioned from trust, purpose, backed up by data makes it more concrete. So if we think about um, the end-to-end -end transformations or the way, you know, after the pandemic hit, there were all these changes that came along and there were so many things that as a C-suite one had to think about, right? Um, there are many levers to transformation. So the first piece is understanding where do we sit today? What do we have in our organization that can take us to the next level and help us transform very quickly, right? Digital transformation has been at the core of everything. It has expedited, even like small, not small things, but big projects like journey to cloud, taking care of your data, all of that has become so important today. So when you evaluate the current state and you try to understand where you're at to take you to the next level, guess what can help you? Data. Looking at your own employees, the skills, the roles, the, the talent that you have today can all be derived in one page in a one Power BI dashboard or any kind of dashboard by using the data that you have. The other important thing, once we have established where we are at, is actually knowing what are we truly trying to transform into, right? To build that trust, to build, to have that purpose. Where are we headed? How are we going to do it? And in order to do that, again, what you could think about is data backing you up. Could you use third-party data to do the analysis to see where the industry is going, to see what your competitors are going? Absolutely, right? The the most important thing is people, right? Every organization, whatever product you're selling, whatever you're doing, people are at the core of it. And to understand them, you could use data to do sentiment analysis, to see what your employees think of you today and what your ex-employees are thinking about you, right? That would give you a good indication of where you stand as an organization. And once you have done that, that is understanding your own organization, you could think about, are there pockets where you could upskill your people, right? I mean, gone uh, are the days and ages where you could just do like a simple algorithm and say, oh, you know, I'm looking for a Python um, person, but this resume has R and I'm okay to not interview them, right? Now the demand and supply challenge is real. And it's real because of the way transformations are happening. So now we need more advanced algorithms, more data to kind of teach our algorithms to pick similar skill sets. So can someone who's done R do Python? Sure. But did we need that in the past? No. But now we need it because of the demand and supply. And we can do it easily because of the availability of data and the infrastructure to support it. Um, so having said that, I feel like 
data is sort of the backbone in enabling the organizational transformations. It's no more a gut-driven decision, but it's backed up by data and it helps organizations get on their journey faster. Savior, are you okay with a build comment on this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, definitely. So, so I, and I, and I think sometimes, I mean, I think you lay out, you know, and nobody better to do it, but you lay out, right. You lay out such a way to think about this. And when I, when I think about, um, you know, where organizations are at on this is, you know, when you say gone are the days, I'm like, gone are the days where data cannot be at the center, right? The core center of every single thing that we do. And it is not the responsibility of some centers, you know, um, or function. And, um, and I think how, how boards and CEOs are working out there to say, hang on a minute now, we've gone through some maturity curve over a period of time, not just because of COVID. I think COVID is a, an awakening at a moment when you're, when you're kind of in threatened mode and respond mode to say, oh my, do I, do I even have the data that I need to know, you know what markets are gonna be healthy for us? How do I shift capital allocation? You know, where are parts of my business and its operations you know, healthy, threatened, et cetera? So I think data being the responsibility of everyone is a big opportunity from a cultural shift. And then how you, how you reinvent and evolve the culture towards that data-driven reinvention. So it's a part of what everybody does every single day. Um, you know, I think that I think that's an opportunity, right? Not not every industry is is you know mature on that as others. Yeah, no, absolutely, Stacy. That's such a great point because, like, when you have worked with and you've you've worked with multitude of organizations, help them transform, right? What have you seen um, in your experience be like the top three things that have truly helped organizations transform? Transform. Yeah. So. Um, a little bit, a little bit thematic from some of my points earlier, but but I think if I'm going to hit on three, right, I'm going to go customer and value first. So and and you, they're like an inextricable link. You cannot unlink these things and put one over the other. But really knowing those customer needs and and using data, right, to be able to do that. Um, but putting putting customer and value at the front so that you really know and you have articulated clearly what the needs of those customers are on the external end of your business and on the internal end of your business. So the customer and the employee. And that everything that we do, whatever company out there as you're listening to this, right, as you think about the choices you opt, like where you've got the right to play, where you're going to create the right to play, um, and how you're going to do it that value is really well articulated. So how do we know it's going to produce value to the customer and in the market? Um, and then choices around capital allocation within that become, you know, clear because your focus is clear, your value is clear, and you're not trying to peanut butter spread capital, you know, to 15 different things. You've got to have clarity in where you're going to put your investments and place those bets, right? So when customer needs are clear and the values articulated, those decisions to actually get change and transformation to take hold is big. I think the second is speed. Uh, you know, it's a very simple statement, but I mean, the second is speed to be able to say, you know, I, I cannot um, at nauseum, you know, look at data and analyze, you know, for months and years on end. This is you know, in the last year, if it's shown us anything, it's shown us year plus now, right? That speed matters. 
right? Speed matters to your existence, your relevancy in your existence. So how you think about um, speed and operating with agility, I think is, is really the second point, I think from a characteristic standpoint. The third, I think is um, a level of honesty and maybe, you know, data-backed insight around what really is, when you think about those other two things, what, what really is the future of the work? Like, let's be honest about what is the work? How is it gonna change? What kind of skills do you need? What are machines doing, right? What we, we, and what are humans doing? We talk about this, right? We've written about this. Really being honest about, do you know? Do you have a point of view? So, so if I think about our own transformation as Accenture, that was a very deliberate, insightful, data-driven, right, forward thinking, not one to two years, but really out there so that you can almost be precise and deliberate and, and almost surgical, right, in the way that you're gonna evolve your talent and the way that you operate, um, you know? So, you know, so I think this whole piece about what is really changing, how is it changing? What are those skills and capabilities? And, um, you know, and what are, what are humans doing? What are machines doing? It's, it's like we've said this for a long time, but it's a pretty serious component, I think, to transformation actually happening. Um, under that, you know, if, it, you know, we talk a lot in Accenture about intelligent operations, but underneath that, that ability to, to continue to constantly sense, adjust, you know, um, evolve the organization in a way that you're not having to do knee-jerk resets, right? Um, you saw a lot of people hit the times of the early points in the pandemic and unfortunately not prepared, right? Just not, not prepared and having to do some unfortunate things within their workforces. Well, that has a whole, right? Look at the ripple effect that that has to the economy. If we had a moment of, you know, utopia where we did use data, we knew what that future of work was, we know where we're gonna play. And if something were to happen, it threatened, you know, all parts or key parts of our business, how are we going to respond? Then, then things are not such a, you know, catastrophic shift. It's, it's, you know, you've got the scenarios built in because you've thought forward about, right, about your business and different gears that you might shift into. So I think, I think those would be my, you know, kind of my top three. Stacey, you've given us some great practical advice on the top three characteristics, but for leaders within their organization, where do you get started? I mean, those are some pretty big monumental things you have to think about and implement. How do you get started? How do you stay motivated? And how do you make sure you reach that end goal of success? Yeah. So uh, you know, to anybody listening that's either at the start of this, contemplating, been through, maybe has some scars and bruises, I certainly have got my own, uh, and we all do, I, you know, one, I'm just going to say, you know, get, get super excited about your vision and why what you're even contemplating matters. So, so it's a bit coming back to that purpose and value statement, but when you're personally, when you're in that seat, and I know when I'm you know, doing this work with clients or we're take, we've taken on big change inside of Accenture. So I've, I kind of wear both hats with clients and our own, you know, changes as a firm. You, you've got to be really clear about why it matters and why you're excited about it. Because if, if you don't have that connection, 
you'll never be able to be as resilient, right? And lead through the ups and downs of real big, hard transformation. Um, so do not give up. That's gonna be my thing is like push hard, dig deep, get clear, get excited, let yourself dream and, you know, and do not give up, um, you know, and, and like, do not pass go. If that purpose and value isn't clear, keep coming back to it because it means you're probably not ready. You, it will bite you, right? It will bite you at some point in time if you skip, you know, you skip those kind of steps. I think, um, I think the other, you know, it's, it's probably not a shocker, but when it comes to the CEO and the board, um, you know, if you are one that is helping to lead transformation inside of an organization from whatever seat you're in, no matter even if it's part of a, you know, it's a, it's a business unit, it's a geography, it's a, or it's an enterprise transformation, whatever it is, um, I think really being in step, I mean, personally in step and in sync with where does this fall on the CEO's priority list in the board? Um, how does it improve the organization, right? How do you use it as a lightning rod for big change, right? Big fundamental meaningful change. So as you come through it, you know, not only have you had a massive win together as an organization, I mean, you're, you're fundamentally, right? Setting the table for a very sustainable future. So that alignment, that personal alignment at the top, not just, you know, somebody on an org chart that's in the executive sponsor role because of their title. I mean, you know, in the guts, personal alignment, uh, stepping through it together, um, you know, any transformation you're a part of means that's a part, part and an opportunity for that CEO and board and senior team to set their tone, right? To set their mark. Um, so I think it's always gotta be joint. Otherwise you're probably out on a limb by yourself and that's a problem, that's a problem. <laughs> um, the, the, and let me, let me, um, Sadie, let me give two other points because I want to hit the motivational point too that, that you asked in there. I think the other in transformation is, and this is the hardest part, I, I think, is it, it, whatever you're doing, you have an existing org today. So the hardest part is to actually like step back and think zero-based org. Like how do I just reimagine? Because we get very stuck in what is, <clears throat> excuse me, we get very stuck in what is today. And so the more you can, you know, learn and research and partner, going through a big transformation and thinking I'm gonna build everything and I'm gonna do everything myself. No, those that are successful, one of the things they think about after they're through value and purpose is, so what's the ecosystem? How do I need to reimagine my ecosystem to actually pull this off? And so, I think, you know, just trying to step out of and almost disrupt your own self of how you think about today, not holding on to it too strong, being respectful of the things that have gotten you to this point to be successful, but really thinking zero-based mindset, really thinking ecosystems, um, really being disruptive, that those are the things that everything will not, you know, kind of move forward. There'll be many things on the cutting room floor, as I would say, but that's okay how you uh, drive that kind of thinking and disruption though, in lockstep with your CEO and other leaders, critical. And then on the motivation front, you know, um, I think this is twofold. I think one, you know, you gotta keep your head about you. you. You have to realize it is not linear. If anybody thinks, right, big change is linear, not the case. Um, and, and, and if anything, if it starts to get linear, you're probably not pushing hard enough. So, you know, really think about, 
it's not linear. And so the, um, you know, the, the being clear for why you're in it and, and why this matters to you personally, I think is critical for motivation. Um, so keep your head about you. And, um, you know, and I think the other part is, you know, and the greater good of not just the change that might take place for that organization that you're a part of, but what about the market? What about, you know, the impact it might have on, pe on humans, on people, on the globe, uh, a tone that it might set that hasn't even been set yet in the industry that you're a part of. So, I mean, there's, there's um, I think in, in a pull up and an anchor on that greater good that the days where it seems like it's gonna be impossible and you can't get the leadership team to align and you know there's a turn with a major customer or what whatever happens, right? Um, I think to come back to the why you're doing it and um, right to give you some motivation to push even harder. Yeah, that's great. I love that you mentioned it's not a linear path, <laughs> you know, that there are turns and dips along the way, but really coming back to that purpose. I mean, and as you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, people start these transformations and they need to be based on trust and purpose. And so staying motivated and always coming back to that is essential. And what better time to rethink an org than now when everything is getting disrupted, this is the time to really take that time to realign with your purpose and make that change. So thank you so much for coming on today's episode and kicking off this series. Um, and thank you, Samta, for co-hosting. Looking forward to doing more of these. We have two more um, episodes coming up in regards to building those teams and then more in regards to the market disruption. So thank you, ladies, so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure.